What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. Welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 62.1. And we are continuing our playthrough of Mario and Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story. Uh, and today I have with me Matt. Hello. So, yeah. Um, just not even a few seconds ago, we were trying to figure out, hey, where did we leave off? Because I can't remember. Uh, I played most of this stuff on Sunday. And we are recording on Thursday of this week. Um, so I can't remember half of it. But luckily, we were able to go through the fact and figure out what exactly we did. Last thing we did was uh, Bowser was on the verge of death. And luckily, Mario and Luigi went down the Adrenaline River and brought Bowser back to life. Which then also made him gigantic. And he fought his own castle. Uh, Which kind of feels like, I mean, I I think we mentioned it's a good place to stop. It kind of feels like the thing you would do for an end boss battle. Yeah. You know, you've been reinvigorated for one last chance, and now you're fighting a castle. I mean, not really an animated castle, but a flying castle full of various enemies. And uh, the game weirdly goes back and forth between this sort of epic feel and this very small feel since you're inside Bowser. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of all over the place in that way, but in a good way. Yeah, that's that's one of the things is like the Mario and Luigi series. I remember Ken, he reviewed um, Dream Team, which I think is the sequel to this, um, where you're in Luigi's dreams. And uh, he really liked the game, but he said that there was so many fucking mechanics in this game. They, it seemed like every five minutes they were introducing something new. And he said it kind of got on his nerves, but he really enjoyed it. And this game is no exception either, because we're constantly getting a new mini game or a new mechanic or something that uh, just adds even more to the to the game. Yeah, it's funny. It almost feels like you're still in the tutorial because they still say, "Do you want to learn how to do this?" Yeah. You know, like many hours into this game, I, it's almost strange to still be getting that kind of uh, training. That's, it's, well, every time you get a special ability, they want you to learn how to do it, basically. And, yeah, and which I, I guess is better than the alternative, where you just never use it, because they never show you how to use it. Exactly. Although there are some special abilities I will never use. <laughs> like the ba- I don't particularly like the fireball one, to be honest. I actually like the fireball one, because it can potentially put people on fire, which will take extra damage per turn. And then, also, you're hitting multiple enemies. The one I've never used is the jump helmet. Ah, uh, see, I've been using that one a lot. Really? Apparently, I suck at timing, but I will just get an okay instead of like a good, great, or excellent. And I'm like, I don't know what I did wrong. Yeah, see, for me, that's that's my go-to if it's like a boss battle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I have one person to hit, that's the, the highest damage single op- opponent attack. I feel like if I'm really good at the shell, I'll just use the shell. Yeah, but this does like twice the damage of the shell. It mm, may be true, but um, so yeah, um, God, uh, after that we beat the we beat the castle and it flies away. And Bowser's like, all right, well I'm going after it. So we race to get to the castle, it's landed in like a lava area? It, or it feels like a lava area to me? Yeah. 
and we're using a little bit of our our maneuver where we're slide punching so we can cover gaps across gaps so there's a little bit of a little bit of puzzle work to get from ramp to ramp so you can get over there at some point right which none of the puzzles in this game are necessarily all that difficult but sometimes i forget that i have that ability <laughs> um it seems like i'm always punching dash punching yeah, it's the easiest way to engage a lot of enemies without worrying about not getting the the first attack. Yeah, yeah. But um, the um, maybe yeah, we go through this area. That's the thing is you can't really talk about this stuff. It's like yeah, we went through a dungeon. There's nothing really to yeah. talk about. Yeah, we fought a bunch of enemies. We fought a bunch of enemies, and we um, did weak Yeah. But we make it to the castle. Uh, the castle flies away twice, I think, and we have to chase after it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get there, and there's there's a few bits. Like, there's posters on the outside you can burn off with his breath. Yeah. And then I think one of them was covering up a little bit of a bonus room. Oh, really? Yeah. If you burn it off, there was one that behind it was like a little bonus room although now that i think about it maybe we have to go back as mario to get into it it might have been too small for bowser to get into but it it was there anyway huh interesting i i missed the missed that i went right on into the castle and uh um, yeah waffle put up all kinds of posters of himself i think yeah and so uh when we get there we noticed that most of uh bowser's minions you know, the Koopas, the Goombas, all those guys are being brainwashed by Fawful. And yeah, I'm uh, going to go with that because I was going to say they're incredibly stupid and, and dis, dis, disloyal. Disloyal, yeah. So, uh, but they're getting ready to have a show. Apparently Fawful's putting on a show and everybody, you know, everybody gets to go. And Bowser is actually the guest of honor. And uh, Bowser is going around his castle, and he's like, I, I hate what they have done to my castle. So um, we take our seat. Which at first, we can't find a seat because they're all taken. They're like, oh, you get the special seat because you're a, you're a guest of honor. And uh, Fawful, of course, has chortles. And um, he brings Bowser up on stage and tells him, hey... You're actually going to be in the show. You're going to fight uh, Midbus here on stage for everybody to watch. I was, I was, I was just about a hundred percent sure that the special seat for Bowser was going to be on top of a like a trap door, and he was going to fall to a basement. What it looked like, I was, it, I was like, oh, this is obviously happening. There's no way he does not fall through a trap door right here because it, it looked like it. Yeah, but um. And then he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. He uh, he just went up on stage, <laughs> and we have a boss fight with Midbus. Um, the first time I fought him, I screwed up majorly. Luckily, you yeah, save I mean, you save right before that, and so I yeah. chose not to use a retry clock. But what were you going to say, Matt? 
I was going to say the, the game's still not hard, but it is getting a bit more... Challenging. A bit more challenging and a bit less leeway on some of the boss fights. Like, it's, it's almost like I get chained in a couple of them. I, I don't think it was this fight specifically, but there's a couple, like, I'll be going along perfectly fine, and then as soon as I get hit, my timing's off, and I get hit, like, four times in a row, and I'm dead. And I'm like, well, shit, I guess I'll try that over. But... It is pretty nice how the game is set up with save points right before essentially every big boss fight. Yeah, when you see a save point, you may know you need to, you really need to save here because there's going to be a boss fight. Um, but we beat Midbus, and uh, all right, now we're going to come after. Uh, we got we, we we're, we're down. We got this. We're going to take out uh, Fawful right here. But Fawful changes things. And this is where we learn. All right, it's not like we learn it. We knew it, but we see it here. And what we see is how fucking stupid Bowser really is. Yep. <laughs> so Bowser gets tricked. Uh, Fawful takes him backstage and says, Congratulations, we're going to reward you with a feast. And he sits him down and there's this gigantic arrangement of cakes and meats and all different kinds of fatty foods. And uh, Bowser just starts eating. And eating and eating and eating and eating. And then there's more people, like some of his minions come in and are starting to forcefully feed him food. Even though he's already stuffed. And he, over time, grows way overweight and literally falls through the floor. He falls through the floor and, it, <laughs> and is now stuck in between the top floor of his castle and the basement. And he's really pissed off about it. And I was like, wow, how, how dumb can you be when this guy is, has taken over your castle and you're just like, okay, I'll eat all your food. Yeah, not to mention it could have been poisoned. Exactly. But. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, it's probably going to give you some kind of weird, you know, blow. Especially because this guy, Fawful's known for be, for poisoning people. Yeah. And that's his, that's his shtick. Um, so uh, he's now stuck in between the floorboards. And uh, we take over as Mario and Luigi because he then calls upon um, – Starlo or or Chippy, whatever you whatever you name him, whatever he's whatever he's called, which I find that is is actually a female, so it's it's her. Uh, and uh, it's like, hey, you got to help me out here. I'm fat and I can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> and so we then take over as Mario and Luigi, and we have to figure out a way to burn off all his fat. So we go to uh, a part of his body called the the flab section flab zone flab zone and uh when we get there we actually run into a few things so this is kind of like a new section dungeon if you will um but going through it we actually um find princess peach and uh she is actually being uh taken over by these floating orbs um, in the process, we also learn a new ability. So originally we could jump as Mario and Luigi. We could use hammers as Mario and Luigi. Luigi could hit Mario with a hammer and make him small Mario and he could fit into small places. 
now we get a new one where Mario and Luigi, Mario jumps on Luigi's uh, shoulders and they spin and they're able to float in midair for a short period of time. Yeah, they turn into a helicopter. <laughs> they turn into a slow-moving helicopter um, and it allows them to reach higher places. Um, and we are able to knock off the floating orbs that have surrounded Princess Peach, but then we have a boss fight with those orbs. Uh, this was a long fight. Yep. Uh, multiple sections. Yeah, multiple sections of this fight. So it starts off, I guess, how would you best describe what these things look like? I wouldn't say DNA, but it's most certainly connected. So they're round objects connected by strings. Yeah, there, there was a game like that. What was it called? Where you made bridges? By connecting these little the little orbs, um, I can't remember. Shit, I probably World can't of Goo. World of Goo. That's yes, it. that game. Yeah, that game. That's what they reminded me of. There you go, World of Goo. I know it's exactly what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, so the the trick here is is that certain um certain orbs are illuminated with green or red. If they're red, you need to jump on them as Mario. If they're green, you need to jump on them as Luigi. And when you jump on them, it then sends a spark through the lines and then changes the color of the ones that were there. So if it was red, it's now green kind of thing. It's kind of like lights out. Yeah, so you got to plan which ones you hit and which order a little bit. Yeah. After you knock all the lights out, it then separates into a single orb. Uh, that orb then multiplies, but there's always one that's the real one. And you gotta figure out which one's the real one. And make sure you jump on that one, cause that's the boss. Uh, and then there's another section of this part where the multi, like the, the clones of it will surround Mario and Luigi and they shoot electricity in between them. And so sometimes it, they try to shock Mario, sometimes they try to shock Luigi, sometimes they try to shock them both. And you have to time it to where the spark flies. You jump over it. This is the part I had a little bit of trouble with. I had some trouble with this as well. Because those lightning bolts are much longer than your average ball of goo that gets shot at you. So you have to you don't, you don't have as much leeway in when you jump. You really have to time it at the last second so that you're in the air long enough for the entire electric beam to go underneath you. Right. Um, but after we beat that, um, we rescue Princess Peach. She's been stuck there for a while. But, um, luckily we got her. And, um, we're gonna get her out of here. Unfortunately, uh, Fawful has different plans. While, um, while Bowser is still stuck in the floorboards, he goes into the basement and starts shooting his butt with something. It's like a ray gun. <laughs> And that ray gun pulls Peach out of uh, Bowser's body because he needs her. Wait, what, what orifice did she come out of? I don't know if he, she came out of or I'll say it's a teleportation device <laughs> rather than, I mean, the only way she could come out is through the butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his insides are a little anatomically strange after, uh, you know, Mario and Luigi have been poking around in there, discovering, 
zones in his body. But uh, yeah, regardless, I don't think she'd want to go through that colon. <laughs> That's the thing is like you never see like a, the colon zone or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! And there's poison gas clouds everywhere. <laughs> yeah, not a lovely place. Yeah. But uh, so he extracts Peach and takes her off into the real world. We don't exactly know why, but we find out a little bit later on. So um, luckily, Mario and Luigi actually figure out a way to get out of Bowser. They find a pipe. So after uh, after um, Fawful gets Peach out of him, he then falls through to the basement. And yep. Fawful has him run on a treadmill. Um, Mario, Mario and Luigi then have to, uh, get, uh, Bowser to, uh, I guess it's not his adrenaline, but they have to get him running so he can yeah, burn. Yeah, good leg muscles. Yeah. So they, so they go back to the muscles and, uh, play that game again with a timing game, uh, to get him to run fast on this treadmill so he can burn off all that fat. And sure enough, he does. So um, uh, now he's back to uh, fit Bowser. Um, there's also a little funny part where he literally catches on fire. He's like, man, I'm on fire. And then he walks around and the, he's in a bomb factory. And he accidentally <laughs> lights one of the bombs and it blows up all of them. Uh, comically. It's some kind of diet. Fat, fat to fit in a minute and 30 seconds. Yeah, I know. If only it was that easy. Uh, and because of the bombs, it blows him out of the, uh, castle. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, knocks him out. So he has passed out and nobody knows, we don't know where exactly he is. He landed outside of the castle somewhere. There's all these kind of ridiculous methods of transportation in this game. Right. It, it kind of makes it really feel like a cartoon because you get, it's, it's almost like, I don't know, Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner, people are getting exploded and, you know, bombs are going off. And even before people have been like shot out of what shot out of a cannon. Like there's all kinds of these like high impact travel methods that, you know, are just there to get somebody from point A to point B immediately. But uh, it kind of it, it kind of has like a more cartoony vibe than just, you know, and Bowser left. And then, you know, right. The next day he woke, he was in Dimblewood or something. Right. Now he got blown up into Dimblewood. <laughs> and now he's knocked out. But because of all of that, we've opened up some new areas in the pipe zone. Because when he swallowed all of the um all of the mushroom kingdom almost, he also swallowed a bunch of pipes. And we found a new pipe, a warp pipe that will actually take us out of the of his body into the real world. Um which as I have described before, um, Mario and Luigi obviously started off as plumbers from Brooklyn, and they were transported to the Magic Kingdom via a magic pipe. So there's pipes all over this place. And this takes them outside, finally, into the Toad Village. Um, so they're outside of Bowser's body. body uh, Bowser's knocked out somewhere in Dimble Wood. And we're back in the Toad Village. We run around and we talk to a bunch of toads and stuff like that. A lot of them are still sick from the blorbs. Um, but we go to the healer, the 
Have they tried a treadmill? <laughs> Have they tried a treadmill that you know what? You may be onto they something. Tried Bowser's right? treadmill. Yeah. They're all cured in like an hour. Yeah. Done. So we go to a healer who is uh trying to help these people. And uh the healer is more of a I guess a a psychic they use a crystal ball. Yeah, it kind of looks like it. So uh, the the healer tells Mario and Luigi that um, there's cures that have to be um, found. Um, because the reason why Fawful's doing all this and he kidnapped Peach is because she ha- she's the only person that has the ability to unlock something. Uh, there is something deep underground that he wants. It's called the Dark Star. And the Dark Star has the power to basically destroy everything. And that's why he took Princess Peach. So we have to uh, stop Fawful, obviously. Um, and uh, But also cure everybody. So we have to find these cures. Yeah, we have to. There, we, there's that one section where we go down into the caves, though, and actually, uh, sort of the, the Toad Town caves, and then then we go to Toad Town. Yeah, yeah. So we go to the caves, and, and then he actually steals the Dark Star. Yeah, knocks Bowser out with his trap, I guess, or maybe it wasn't even his trap. I think it might have been even the Toad's trap. That's when we get out. Yeah, which was really strange to me because. With Mario and Luigi out, it was weird to be on the over map, sort of the the three quarters overhead view map. Yeah, and be able to jump. So at first, I couldn't figure out where to go. I'm like, "There's no paths here." I'm like, "Oh, I can jump." So it's kind of weird mixing sort of the Mario and Luigi mechanics with the Bowser mechanics. Yeah, that's one thing I should mention is that while we're playing as Mario and Luigi inside of Bowser, it's 2D, completely 2D, like standard Mario Brothers. But when you're out in the real world, it's like a 3D scape. So you're kind of like looking like almost like Diablo isometric kind of view. Yeah, it's funny. I was going to first go to Sonic 3D Blast. Oh, that works too. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, um, Bowser's knocked out. We're out of his body, but we find a new warp point. The reason why is because the, um, the healer says that one of the first cures is with this ancient protector or whatever. I can't remember what they're called, but the, and it was actually, he, he, he showed an image of it on his crystal ball and it's, it's a, the, the worm that we fought earlier inside of Bowser. So we then have to go back into Bowser to get the worm so we can get the cure. And we go back, we find another warp pipe, go back into Bowser's body, and we go after this worm who then travels all over fucking Bowser's body. <laughs> but we finally reach him. And um, you, you you stopped right here, didn't you, Matt? Yep, yeah, I stopped right here. Uh, I kept going, which may be a mistake. Because I can't remember what happened. <laughs> uh, I know we, we we do catch it. 
but for the fucking life of me, I can't remember if we even got the cure or not. You switch switch back and forth though, right? You you play as Mario and Luigi first, then you switch back to Bowser. Yeah, Bowser goes through a cave, like a mine, where he goes underwater. Uh, yeah, he goes underwater. Um, shit. Oh, that's what happens. It looks like there's a ship. Yeah. So here's what happens. Um, Mario and Luigi go back into uh, Bowser's body. They try to find the the ancient worm or whatever. Uh, but Bowser hears about this as well, and he he still remembers the worm is in Dimble Wood. At least that's what he thinks. So he then travels to Dimble Wood or trying to get there, and because he wants to get the the to the worm before Mario and Luigi do. Bowser still doesn't realize Mario and Luigi are inside of his body. Um so um we take over as Bowser trying to get to to the worm, which obviously is not there. So he goes through a cave. Um well this actually happens beforehand where he goes through the cave and ends up in Toad Town. Um but He's he's on his way to Dimble Wood. Um, he goes through an under, underwater area. Uh, there's a pirate ship. This is where you learn a new mechanic. Where uh, while Mario and Luigi's inside of uh, Bowser, he smells multiple flowers that make him sneeze. But you have to help him sneeze. So you go into his nostril area and uh, doing the spin mechanic where. Mario's on top of Luigi. You have to bounce these um, scents into the um, the receptors of his nostrils, uh, and then you have to bounce into these enlarged uh, sensors that make him sneeze. Uh, the first part's not hard. You just have to you have to use the touch screen to uh, knock the scents into his um, receptors. The second part is you then have to bounce into the enlarged ones, but there are bad scents that if you touch them with Mario and Luigi, you lose a heart. Lose three hearts, you have to start it over. Mm. And man, the way you control Mario and Luigi is by swiping on the touch screen. Ooh, man, fuck that. Fuck that. (laughs) I hate it. Your, your question you asked before we started raises a related question. There's different models of, you know, 2DS and 3DS and, you know, multiple different screen sizes. Are there any known differences in the quality of those touchscreens in a general sense? I have no clue. I've never heard anybody talk about that, but I assume there must be. I, I want to say there has to be because... My 3DS is one of the original 3DS. It's a red one, like a fire red, I think is what it's called. I got it back in like 2010, 11. And that had to have been 2011. So it's it's getting kind of old. And man, my touchscreen is either really is going bad or it wasn't good to begin with. Because swiping, touching's not bad, but swiping is is hit or miss. And I'm talking like 50% of the time it will register, 50% of the time it won't. Mm. And it's annoying as hell. 
which we will get into a little bit later as well. Um, yeah, I'm curious now when I get to that point if I'll have those same issues. So that was the first mechanic that they showed off, um, which is getting him to sneeze. When he sneezes, he can basically push stuff. That you now, like it, it makes new paths or uh, pushes like a, a fucking pirate ship through land and shit like that. Really strong sneezes. Um, but needless to say, you make it through this area and you run into what looks like a giant robot. Uh, you sneeze and it makes it uh, come up out of the ground because it had a propeller head, and you're like, "Oh, I could use this to get to my castle." Um. I could use this to get, or, or Bowser's like, I can use this to fly, basically. Get places, get to places easier. But then when he sneezes and it makes it, makes the propeller spin, it's actually a gigantic robot that comes up <laughs> out of the ground. It stomps on Bowser, and we go through the adrenaline, uh, river again, make Bowser giant again, and we have another boss fight with this giant robot. It, for some reason, it kind of reminds me of a nutcracker. <laughs> um, and this is where my 3DS's touchscreen reared its ugly head. Because this boss fight revolves around not just bringing the enemy's hit points down. There's a mechanic of you have to knock him off. So you're on like an island and you have to punch him into the water so that way you can hit his head that does more damage. At the same time, if Bowser gets hit, he gets knocked back and can also be knocked into the water. So you kind of have to play it perfectly if you want to knock the guy into the water. Otherwise, um, otherwise you're not going to be doing much damage to him. Um, and it's really fucking annoying. But I, you did do it. I did do it, and I ha- but I had to use a retry clock once on it. Mm. That was the first retry clock I used. Um, but it's one of those where you have to turn the screen sideways and uh, or turn the DS sideways and stuff like that. And it's you know, it's it's a big spectacle. It always was, but I don't know. I just didn't. I the problem is is with the punches. So when you punch, you have to slide the stylus from from left to right and you have to time it and every single time it was either a shitty punch or it didn't register or something like that and then there's also a part where the enemy's trying to counterattack with a bomb you can push the you can punch the bomb back into its face and it does kind of like a tennis back and forth kind of thing mm-hmm. and it would always register the first punch but then he hit the bomb back to me and I'd try to do it again no punch whatsoever and that bomb <laughs> sends fucking Bowser way the fuck back toward the water. So now I have to start punching him back to the water, which I keep fucking up with my sliding. It's really annoying. Just be prepared. And do you think that's the game, or do you think that's the DS itself? I think that's the DS itself, because the D- my, my touchscreen has always been kind of wonky. It's really cool how Nintendo games especially especially Nintendo games have always tried to utilize the touch screen and make you like turn the screen, turn the DS sideways and bullshit like that. It's really cool and innovative, but when your hardware 
doesn't work as good as you wanted it to, it kind of falls flat. It's the same way with the Wii and the motion controls. Mm-hmm. Motion controls are really cool, but half the time they don't fucking work. Nintendo's always tried to be an innovator, and they have, but maybe they're trying too hard to be innovators, and you don't you didn't get your technology fully correct. Well, they are always kind of going low end on cost. Exactly. Not using the most cutting edge technology. So, yeah, it doesn't always, I guess, support their plan. I guess Sony's on the other side making technology that they never support. Are you talking about the Vita? Well, the Vita, the... Move? Well, the Move specifically, but I guess we'll see on the VR. I think it's dead in the water. I really do. What was the last what was the last big release you saw for PlayStation VR? Mm. Good question. Although there was some interesting ones at E3. Mhm. Here's, from- here's what's funny is that LA Noir is getting a remaster for Xbox 1, PlayStation 4, and uh the Switch, no less. And they are also mm-hmm. releasing a VR version for uh, the the Vive. Mm-hmm. No mention of the PlayStation VR. Uh, it's coming to a- the PlayStation, but there's no VR support for the PlayStation version. Which I will be buying that game again. Yeah, it was fantastic. Even though I hated the ending. I fucking hated the ending of L.A. Noir With a passion. I didn't actually. I got about halfway through it. Never well, finished it. Yeah, you you were in for a surprise. Hmm. I hated it. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's it. Though we're looking at a thirty-three minutes in to the podcast, but that's as far as we made it. Which honestly, where I stopped is apparently three fourths of the way through this game. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of stuff happened, I guess, this week. Destiny 2 released. Um, I'll tell you what, since we'll give you some little, little tidbits here, because this episode is kind of short. Um, since I wasn't on the N4G podcast last week because I was um, out of town, why don't I talk about some of the games that I've been playing that I wanted to talk about on the show? So I reviewed Everybody's Golf mm-hmm. that just came out. If you like golf, if you like arcade sports games, if you just want a game that you can sit back and relax and have fun with, you need to buy that game. It and is, is it fantastic. kind of like all of the other Everyone's golf yes. games. Yes, it is. It is Hot Shots Golf Part Seven. Okay. So yes, if you like Hot Shots, you're gonna like this. Or Mario Golf. I was always a big fan of Mario Golf. It's not one I ever actually played. I mean, I've seen people play it. I know it's been around for a long time, but again, not really having any Nintendo systems before. You know, I still have barely even ever played Mario Tennis, which I would love to play. Uh, Mario Golf, any of them. Yeah, but that's that's a good one. I highly suggest that to people. Um, 
crap, I reviewed Absolver. I didn't like that game. <laughs> I saw, like, I read other people's reviews and they were, most of them were highly positive and I was just like, I don't get it. You get surrounded by enemies and they just sucker punch you constantly. And I was like, how, 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 how can this be strategic? So you're saying you weren't good enough at it? Uh, yeah, I was playing the game wrong. <laughs> I even said that in my review. I was like, I may very well be playing the game wrong, but I gave it the old college try of, I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. The game's not telling me. Well, no, the, the game tells you a lot. It's just, like, I don't feel like it, it works correctly for that. You know, when, when I've got three guys surrounding me, and if I'm, I can sit there and block all day, but eventually I, I'll run out of stamina, and then everybody just goes to town on me. And if I go into it and try to attack one guy at a time, the other guys are hitting me in the back. Mm. So I, to me personally, I don't want to play that game. I liked everything about it. That was even the tagline. I like everything about that game. The art style is really cool. The um, the minimal story is kind of cool. The even like the customization and the combat is really cool. Just playing the game itself is not fun to me. So that's just me. Yeah, it does. It does kind of look cool. It's very cool. But like when and on one on one fights are really fun. But when you've got three guys coming after you, you can forget it. So I'm seeing this one tagline that says Dark Souls meets Street Fighter. Yes. That's that's a good example. So it's not Dark Souls in the painful but good way. It's just just painful. Well, see, here's the thing. I have played Demon Souls. I, I've, I've beaten Demon Souls and Dark Souls. I, I've played Dark Souls 2. I've played Bloodborne. I can play those games compared to Absolver. I just I like I don't I don't know why, but it just feels like I can't get a hit in edgewise because there's enemies. The thing is is that like most enemies in Dark Souls have a pattern, while the enemies in uh Absolver are basically you but AI controlled. So, so they, they kind of just don't have a pattern. Um, trying to think of any other significant things. I am reviewing Destiny 2, which came out yesterday. Um, as everyone knows, I have many hours in Destiny 1. Um, Destiny 2 is, Destiny 2 is the game Destiny 1 should have been. It's really so you, good. I mean, I I feel like sometimes that statement is used as a negative, but I think it's usually a positive. This is most I mean, certainly a positive. It, it sucks if you bought the first one and weren't happy and might have a bad taste in your mouth, but, you know, to get it right on the second try sounds like, you know, not everybody can get it right on the first try, and if you can actually, if you can actually fix those problems and listen to what the issues were with the first one, uh, you I didn't finish, I didn't really get all that far in the first one, but I'm not opposed to picking up the second one, whereas with other games, you know, 
for example, Assassin's Creed. I, I didn't finish the first one. I still will not buy another one until I finish that first Assassin's Creed game. But th- this is a bit different, given the you know multiplayer focus and uh, yeah, I guess just the online focus really. But t- to me, that that makes it so it's a game I would potentially pick up now, even though I didn't really get my money's worth out of the first one. Right. Well, this one, you will definitely get your money's worth out of it because, honestly, it didn't take much to finish Destiny 1. In fact, me and Dave actually accidentally beat the game. Didn't really realize it. We're like, oh, this is the last mission. Um, And this this game has so much more to do. Um, And it's it's decently paced. The loot is actually good loot. Good loot drops, stuff like that. There's actually a story in this one instead of this crappy pseudo story mixed with grimoire cards in the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, that me and Dave played a little bit last night and we were in, we were watching a cutscene and Dave said, we already have more story in this game than we ever did in the entirety of destiny one. <laughs> I was like, yep. So, um, I, I have not wrote my review yet, but, uh, this will be one of those reviews that I'm not going to write my review until I at least try the raid. And the raid doesn't, the raid does not release until Wednesday. Mm. And I don't even know if I'll be ready for it. So, uh, expect my review probably in, in two weeks. But as of right now, if you're a fan of Destiny and you wanted more of it, you need to pick this game up. Uh, that's about it, though. Yeah, like I like I mentioned, I'm gonna try and pick it up this weekend, but I still need to get my PS4 hooked up, which has been a uh, very slow move in. I finally have internet for the first time in three years. I have good internet and. Now I don't know where any of my stuff is, and my PS3 died a day after I moved in, and I still can't find the power cable for the PS4, so I'm I'm still feeling very analog at the moment. Nah, you'll get there. Not a big deal. But, um... I didn't realize the NFL started tonight. (laughs) Oh, is it tonight? Who's playing? Uh, Patriots and, uh... Somebody. Well, um, I guess, do you want to go ahead and say what our next game is going to be? Or do you want to iron that out still? Yeah, let's, let's just hammer it. Well, no, I mean, I guess we can, we can say it. Cause I think either way, that'll be the next game. Yeah. So yeah, f- fan favorite, right? Fan favorite. Everybody get excited. Uh, we have played through. Let's see if you can guess it. We have played through the first two games in the series. We then played through the third experience. <laughs> we 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 watched the third game play out, and now we are going into Danganronpa V three for our next game after Bowser's Inside Story. So Danganronpa V three comes out September twenty sixth, and. We plan on finishing Bowser's Inside Story next week. Uh, so what may end up happening is we take a week off, maybe do an intermission show in between there. 
and then we sit down and we play Danganronpa V3. I'm going to attempt to get Jay on the show and because uh, I know he is reviewing it, and I know knowing him, he will have that game beat in three days. <laughs> so um, he could be our guide through Danganronpa V3 as usual. And uh, I'm really excited to play it. I, I played the demo for the game, and I'm all in on it. Uh, the demo, you can play the demo, and you will know absolutely nothing about the game. Because it's much like Danganronpa 2, they had a demo for it. The demo has nothing to do with the story of the actual game. Mm. It is actually like- a side story featuring old characters. So, but yeah, that's going to be our next game. That's, that's the plan anyway. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I am too. I've already got that game paid off and pre-ordered. I'm ready. (laughs) I, I seriously love that series. So, but yeah, that's it for us. Um, we're going to get out of here. I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, you can, uh, follow us all on Twitter. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, you can send us emails. It is Drew at ZTGD.com. Uh, get in contact with us there. So you can suggest games to us. We're always open for games and stuff like that. Obviously, we're going to be doing a new game next. Uh, but that is going to be it for us. Um, we're going to get out of here. Uh, until next time. I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. You guys have a great one. And we'll be back next week with the conclusion of Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. 